1: Hey everybody, Danny Myers back with you with another episode of Panda off the charts for July 2016. Panda Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Now for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that uh, we are here, we're going to pull these songs up. I'm Danny Myers. We've got our special guest from stripjointsmusic.com, Bob Chia Party on the line. Wow. What's up, Bob? Everything's great here, Danny, as always. How you doing, brother? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Also with us, we got a new guest host up in Columbus, Ohio. The secretary uh, and uh, Panda board member, Alon Fong, up there. What's up, Alon?
0: Hey, what's up, gentlemen? So happy and excited to be on today. Uh, Dave probably won't remember, but uh, Dave, you, I used to know you a little bit in Phoenix. I used to work at the then Tiffany's Cabaret, and when you guys were recording Euthanasia, you guys used to come in, you, Max Norman, and Nick, and I knew Nick Menza fairly well uh, through that uh, back in 94. In fact, he gave me the snare head to their euthanasia recording session. So it was, nice, I have it nice. autographed up on my wall and stuff like that. But uh, you probably don't remember me. I had long hair back then. It's 20 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have no hair now. For Mine's still here. Know. It's tucked Yeah, back. you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just before the show, I was telling Bob and Danny a story about you guys coming in after a big recording session. And I would had the night off and was drinking there, too was already pretty drunk and then you guys started buying double sh- double shots of uh, Gold Slogger.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Lon, let me set the table here a little bit cuz you're talking to David and people out there may not know who David is, so I'm going to let Bob Chia Party introduce our very very special guest up here but Bob before you introduce David, we got to get you a little background music to introduce him by. So hang on. There. there. Okay, Bob, give us
2: this. <laughs> give us this intro. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, um Dave and I go back. Um, Dave, I'm trying to remember the first time we met, and I believe it was at Irving Plaza. You guys were on tour, and I think it goes that far back. I think 1986.
3: Wow. Wow. I yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's uh, funny. Well, I'll let you continue.
2: I'll, I'll expand. Yeah.
3: That. No, it, yeah. it's. I
1: know that the first. Uh, Whoop, Bob. We're losing you.
2: You're losing me? Yeah. Uh, the The music is real out. Yeah, the music is real out,
3: Dan.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: The Megadeth was overpowering. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as, it, way, as it should always. be. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, exactly. You know what I was going to say, Bob? David Ellison here, by the way, from Megadeth.
1: David Ellison those, from Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. That's where we were yeah. going with this. So, David Ellison <laughs> from Megadeth is here. Legendary right? based, based on the lineup. show. Legendary.
3: But uh, yeah, it's Bob. I think that show was the show that, that we actually got uh, essentially discovered. Our agent, Andy Summers, uh, invited Tim Carr, who is the uh, A&R man from Capitol Records, invited him down to that show, and that was the show that actually got us signed to Capitol Records. Yeah. Wow. Uh, P-Cells tour. So we had made a record, uh, uh, and in, we, were, we were on a tour and we recorded this record, P-Cells, but it was buying essentially for an independent label called Combat. And and then they, uh, Capital liked it and picked it up and then released it on on Capital Records and, uh, and you know, here we are. And now I'm in Sofia, Bulgaria, 37 <laughs> nice. years old. 30 years later you know so that's that's where that all left so here's what we're doing David
1: we got uh we got some songs you pick some Milan pick some Bob picks some I pick some and uh we're going to kind of play a uh, little snippets of each song and uh, go around the horn and see what everybody thinks of it my first question to you though David have you ever been on a strip club show
3: I have not. This is my very first one. I get the emails from Bob and uh, knowing Bob is a family man, I'm like, dude, what are you doing after all? <laughs> <laughs> going on? So Bob and I actually just had dinner together in Nashville, what maybe not not even two months ago, I guess. We were we were just getting prepared actually for this tour that we're on, this this European tour. And um so I guess it was back in May we had uh, had dinner together, so he filled me in on on his participation, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I know Bob, of course, from marketing heavy metal records. He was the go-to guy. Even on capital all of us, as all of our little independent bands, got side of these big major labels. You know, we trusted major labels to market to the mainstream and MTV when that was really popular, and all those things. But you know, Bob served a, um, you know, down and down in the If you don't build it from the bottom up with metal doesn't matter how popular you get in the mainstream man if, if you don't have it's sort of like you know building the house on the rock and not the sand you know so without yeah, what bob did you know building things with the foundation of metal and quite honestly because we did that approach and that work that bob laid that those that that groundwork so many years ago um is probably why i'm sitting in bulgaria today with a career you know because at one point you know that big top top level mainstream stuff goes away and you know and I guess that probably plays into our conversation today about music for strip joints, isn't <laughs> yeah. you know. God love the girls that work the joints and the DJs who played the records and uh you know a lot of the you know it was kind of I don't know that was that you know years ago when I went to strip clubs I by I I'll admit I've been married many years now 22 years so I I have not you know I don't I don't I don't I don't go to those places you know. But um, but it's okay. It's uh, I know a lot of our fans do and a lot of our fans probably work there. And and, uh, uh, more recently, this is a question I wanted to pose back to the group is, you know, does you know, we're talking about music for strip joints with the with the advent of the the home fitness craze of pole dancing. Does this (laughs) does that somehow come into suburbia with housewives pole dancing who may Secretly bust out their Pantera and Skid Row records. And-
1: <laughs> I, I see the YouTube videos uh, all these times. But uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, what pleasure. do you think, Alan? Pole dancing? I think you know. In the, I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So I think you know. Occasionally, we certainly get uh, the housewife who is 30-something and got herself in shape, and then you know uh, is sneaking around doing the dancing thing because it's exciting. And they usually maybe not last very long because there's the fantasy about doing the business, and then there's yeah. the reality of living in the business, right, and working sure. in it. So, sure. but yeah, no, I definitely think that, that there's an element to that. And, uh, uh, you know, the 90s, though, was sort of the heyday for our, for our industry, you know what I mean? And and rock was a big part of that, for sure. Uh, the industry has changed so much. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you, bands like Megadeth and, you know, Motley Crue and Metallica were such a staple of, and Guns N' Roses of the sort of stuff that was going on back then. It, it definitely, you know...
3: Reminds me of a lot of great times in the clubs. <laughs> well, as I was getting asked to you know, to think about a a a list. That though that was the list, you know what I mean? It was that yeah. was Oh, of, for sure. You know, I never, you know, even a warrant and you mm. say guns hair bands, you know, that had had big records, yep. but all the chicks liked them, you know what I mean? So that sure. was the stuff that seemed like girls liked to dance with that stuff, you know, back in the day. Um, and the DJs loved playing it. That's that's mm-hmm. another thing. Now
2: there's a little bit more of a conflict between the the girls and the dj's uh, with what they want to dance to and what the dj's would rather hear and even what the customers want to hear. Yeah.
1: Very true, very
2: Not true. Not as many rock
0: girls as there used to be, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but we got a lot of rock on the show here today and yeah, uh, yeah, and actually good <laughs> good. let me go ahead and kick this off with uh, with one of my picks and what's cool about this is uh, the band September Morning. We had them on one of Bob's uh, one of Bob's clients. September Morning we had September the uh, singer on back in September of uh, yeah, last year uh-huh. we had her on there and uh, I was going through my list of songs and Johnny Mickelson sent me a message he said did you hear skin and bones the new September morning and I said nope listen to it I said it's going on tomorrow's show so let me know what you guys think of this I just got it last night I haven't had a chance to play it in the club yet but uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing that Bob can I go to you first for your opinion
2: I think she's great and I think that's a, that's an awesome strip club song I mean like you know when you whenever you play a song or whenever you know when we're talking strip clubs and uh, my brain can I picture a girl twirling around the pole and without a doubt that's uh, that conjures up that image that classic image of that twirl because uh, it's got the right beat, it's got the right energy and right tempo. I, I think that's a that's a no-brainer. Alon Fong from Cahoots in Columbus. Yeah, I, I
0: definitely would play that song. A love her vocals. She's a great vocalist. Uh, the skin and bones. I, I always like uh, when a song lyrically connects to what's going on in the strip club too, whether it's about sex or partying or seduction. That always helps sell a song. And then uh, a very clear Rec- you know recognizable vocal that people can grab onto so yeah no i really dig that
1: song a lot i'll definitely be playing it and now to megadeth's very own david ellison
3: yeah i you know i just saw september morning a couple months back i produced and managed uh another all female group called Dollskin, and they were mm-hmm. actually out on tour with september morning on the uh, otep tour so i got to see i got to see the band um and so it was it was cool i like her vibe it's dark it's you know it's funny there's uh It's it's it. There's a modern sound where things are. Again, I speak probably maybe I'm the musician artist guy of the of the group here. You know, so I I initially hear tuning things, I hear drum groove things. Um, So as an artist, I'm always listening to that because my wife reminds me that you know as musicians, most of us don't dance. We don't like to move our bodies. You know, she's always reminding you need to learn how to dance so you know what girls (laughs) like about music and what sort of organically moves them you know yeah. so that uh so yeah I, I agree that's a good one and certainly the title's fitting that's very actually,
0: cool oh actually one i know is gonna kill me but one of the things i wanted to ask you dave was uh you know metal has definitely changed and evolved and you kind of touched on it a lot but how do you view the new sort of metal scene and and the way the vocals are done and the style you know i mean there's definitely been a shift
3: um, you know, I, I uh, there was a revealing moment for me in 1998. We were on Ozfest, you know, and we're up there in our you know skinny peg leg jeans, head banging like this, and everyone around us, like the limp Biscuit, was on right before us, and they had this big kind of God you know what I mean? It kind of, I guess, the rap influence into it, and instead of standing there head banging everybody was pogoing you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 right behind us was tool of course which is a little <laughs> more in the. but again i could that was a really that was a serious wake-up call for me as an artist to realize wow this it's a new day you know that that audiences are liking a new groove a new feel again corn introduced these seven string guitars things were in these different tunings so and you know, a lot of that you know really it morphed out of from thrash metal to to Seattle music straight into like the new metal movement and new metal was much more about this groove uh in fact even as I was thinking about metal I have a list of them here you know while it went from Limp Bizkit to Rob Zombie Mm. you know and and then of course now what we just heard with September Morning is Mm -hmm. is is a continuation of that groove and it's interesting you know as we're talking about strip club music about how many groups are female fronted um very few all female, I, again, I have one that I, in my stable with doll skin, but you know, female fronted is such a huge movement right now, um, and it's from everything from Nightwish, you have kind of the European sound to what we just heard with September Morning, which is much more of an American uh, sound, so it's, it's it's cool to hear girls getting nasty with it, it's did cool. It, did it make yeah. you
0: experiment with your rhythms at all, or like how, how ah. you try different stuff out of that, hearing that?
3: You know, probably the first one I remember when we had uh, Allison Chains out with us uh, in 1991. In particular, a big arena tour we did, Megadeth Slayer Anthrax, uh, called Clash of the Titans. And I remember coming home and tuning my my E string down a whole step, like Allison Chains did. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, funny how it's... just tuning one string, you put sure. your hand in the same place on the fingerboard, and an entirely different plethora of notes, chords, tunings come out of that. You know, and and. You know, I would try to bring those into Megadeth, and and I was shot down every time. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> we Thanks, Dave. <laughs> band, you know? And I just kind of accepted. All right, I'll I'll take these elsewhere. You know, years later, actually, in the early, I don't know, I guess two thousand three, I had a group for a short period called F Five, and uh, these were younger guys, guys five six years younger than me, and they kind of grew up on Megadeth, but they were they they had a new hip ear, listening to new music. Right. They grew up on kind of that nineties new metal thing. And um, and so I took a lot of those songs that I wrote in the 90s that I intended for Megadeth and I took them into these new tunings with the F5 guys. And a lot of those songs actually got recorded. <laughs> <for> the, <laughs> Very cool. Nice, 10 cool. years yeah. younger than me. So I guess that's what it took, right you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Thanks. good. Well, on uh
1: you got yours you get the second pick here today, and it's All a right. uh, it's it's a remix of a classic. So yes, we'll see is. what we think about. It. Introduce this for us if you would.
0: So the running joke is about Fong Songs, right? So uh, this Fong is songs. A fong Song. So this is Blinded by the Light, Manfred Mann's earth band, the Midas Touch Remix.
1: The Midas Touch Remix. Let's see what they did with it. Yeah, I mean they definitely added a hell of a club feel to it. Wow. Um I I I like that and I think I'm gonna add that to uh to uh my rotation. I'm gonna go to Bob Chia Party for your opinion.
2: I it's good. It's a very cool mix. I get very I'm a I'm a, such a Bruce Springsteen purist. So uh,
0: good call. Good call.
2: So I would love to hear the same type of remix with the with the original. But uh I remember I went to uh Bruce did a um he did an unplugged thing out in uh, red bank and uh, my, my i got to i got to, was right at the same time um, um, i worked on one. got to work on one of his albums which was kind of fun and and uh he, anyway he uh, he was talking about this particular song right he, was, he read some of the lyrics and then he did acoustic version of it and he goes here i am struggling and 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 comes along manford man and <laughs> He changes the lyrics. He goes, He goes. he's talking about wrapped up like a douche, which is a feminine. <laughs> right? That's what I thought it said, too. Right. But, uh, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, meanwhile, I wrote the song about a deuce, which is actually a car. So it's like uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. one word. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, but, Oh, go ahead. No, but again, so it's like a cool track. But again, I, I, I just lean towards my uh, purest. Bruce uh, tendencies. So. There oh, you go.
0: Can't go wrong with Bruce.
2: David, what did you think of the, uh, I guess, the
1: club cover, or the club remix of that song?
3: I think it's a great way to take a 10-minute song and turn it into a 20-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> that build-up was long. I <laughs> mean, a great song is a great song, is a great song, So it's, and it's a great song. So, it, it, you know, that's one of those tunes where no matter what format it comes in, it's still a great song, so... David, what do you
1: what do you think when people remix your music? Like if somebody does a uh, industrial mix of a uh, of a megadeth song, what what how do you feel toward that?
3: Well, it's interesting. The first time I heard that done, Trent Reznor did a remix of uh Symphony of Destruction, which is probably, you know, one of our that's you know, that's one of our bigger tracks mm-hmm. over the you know, from the early nineties. And um it was interesting um to hear it like that. Um Uh, Probably my favorite remix I heard was Sasha from KM, FDM. Yes. Uh, Yeah, remixed uh, Holy Wars. Mm, Really? Which is a very unlikely version. I don't know if you remember hearing that, Bob. But he did a remix, and it had this really Mm -hmm. kind of almost industrial.
0: (laughs) I got to look for that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, kind of this ministry sort of drum loop groove that gave it this real energy that I liked. You know, I think to me, whatever the, whatever the remix is, uh, you know, my daughter's 17 and she's way into the whole EDM mm-hmm. movement. And in fact, she, I was going to say, I took her down to Zed. She more like she took me to CZ. Right. <laughs> oh, I- like, I love Zed. I, I He's a terrific artist. He's a he's a real composer. And I, I really, uh, he, uh, probably him uh, out of all the modern guys I like the most. And he gets, he writes great songs and he has great modern pop vocalists, you know, singing on his tracks. So, so that to me, they're like real songs. You know, they're real arrangements. Because um, I hate when, when grooves just stop and wacky, you know, it's probably the thing I don't like about Skrillex um, and that movement, you mm-hmm. know, is it. Too, it's too hyper and i guess you got to be on meth or sucking on a i don't know <laughs> or something be really appreciating it <laughs> thank god my daughter doesn't so uh. <laughs> you know so i think the groove is probably the bigger thing um you know and again harking back to the strip club days you know groove you know whether it's you know hard and pummeling or if it's sensual it 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 needs to have something i think and i you know again as best i can figure girls and women out that's i think (laughs) the the most about music is either a either a poignant lyric that touches their heart or a a groove that moves their body
1: well the reason i ask you about your remix is uh, alan sent me the heavy (laughs) grinder remix of sympathy uh, Symphony, Symphony for of destruction sorry and uh, and, and I, I got this queued up and i 'm just curious one if you 've ever heard it and two what you think of it, so let me play about thirty That's seconds of that this. See I like it until the Pac-Man part comes in that is kind of- yeah. <laughs> But that was big back then But David I'm curious what, what you think of When somebody takes your song and changes it so much
3: yeah, well, you know, it's, it's you know, so yeah, you know, Trent's version, in fact, we live used to take kind of a version of Trent because he had this breakdown, this bow, kind of this real kind of slow halftime like you just heard in that mm-hmm. version. Um, and we kind of did an extended live version of that for years through the 90s. We actually kind of incorporated that in because it, it added this sort of extended piece. Um, you know, I, I remember a trend. Uh, in the '90s, you know, you know, everybody thinks about Germany as being this big heavy metal mecca, and I guess it was probably in the in the mid and late '90s, but or mid mid to late '80s rather, um, and even into the early '90s. I remember we were playing arenas and big places, but I tell you, by the mid '90s, and certainly by the late '90s, all this house music came in over here in Europe and throughout the UK, and definitely in Germany. I mean, all of a sudden, heavy metal was off the radar. And I remember Capitol Records came to us on a record that we had called Risk back in 1999. And they were, you know, the kind of region for how do we what do we do here? You know, um, so they were having guys like these these guys from Austria and all over here <laughs> remixing songs. I remember sitting on the tour bus, me and Dave, and, and they were giving us all these versions that for us to listen to and approve, you know, and you're giving heavy metal guys who wrote songs. And it's like saying, hey, someone took your painting and just completely screwed it up. What do you think? This is awesome. So we re-release it? You know, you know so as an artist, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, you're always kind of laying it open to another artistic intent. And I can tell you this much. Our fans hate EDM. I mean, hate it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's only a couple guys who got away with it. Obviously, Al from Ministry. Um, Trent Reznor, you know, is acceptable. Um, He's really kind of more of a mainstream artist, not really so much a heavy metal artist, but he was dark enough and twisted enough that I think, you know, he passed the grade. And Rob Zombie, you know, Rob is probably Rob. the other guy who, you know, he's got great sexual, sensual grooves. I mean, he's kind of like the American Jamira Choir or something, mm. you know, he's got <laughs> st- that's great Stevie Wonder, you know, kind of just sexiness about his whole thing whether it's the <laughs> horror movies his freak show his grooves and a lot of it's the groove you know i mean i think i think more and more i'm always reminded women women like to move their bodies
0: mm.
1: and thank god they
0: do
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> very cool very cool um bob we're gonna let you take a pick and, uh, and i think you're gonna pick one that uh that dave
2: is gonna like well, this one I had to pick, because this one, I mean, first off, I know it's uh, Strip Club approved, because I've, I've, I've requested it, and I've, I've seen it played a number of times uh, in the past, and uh, it just goes back a little bit of history with, with Dave and I. Back in 1993, I uh, got the brilliant idea here. It was like they were they were doing a lot of tribute records back then, like I know there was that with one like for um Jimi hendrix and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of them came out eventually and pe- particularly that around that time and uh but there was no heavy metal hard rock ones so uh i took the i figured take the grand poobah of all heavy metal you know bands being black sabbath and let's let's play tribute to the to the kings and uh we did that and uh the megadeth guys graciously agreed to do a track for me and uh, do you, know, do you remember how you came up with doing this this, this particular song, David? How you guys decided on doing it? I remember very clearly.
3: I remember <laughs> exactly how it was. We went into the studio. Um, it's funny because I think we recorded another. It was a session we did with Max Norman, who was producing our records back in those days. And we yeah. went into the Enterprise studio in um, uh, Burbank, where we were making our records in those days. And I remember we went... I think we also did... 99 Ways to Die, which was that we got asked to do a track for the Beavis and Butthead, uh, uh, you know, record. So we, that was kind of the intent. And it was like, oh, and also Bob wants us to do this Sabbath tune. So we figured we'd just kind of bang it at the same time because I, I don't, Bob, as best I remember, there weren't budgets really to speak. No, it wasn't or
2: major budgets. Needed. Yeah,
3: yeah it's kind of like, hey, when you're in there, if you can wing out a track, I'd love to have right. you be part of it. Yeah, so it, it which was the kind of the the cool spirit of it. So I remember uh, right away I said I remember telling the band, I said, guys, we're paranoid, it's the obvious. You know, I've played it I used to play it in cover bands in Minnesota when I was growing up. Uh it's it's simple and we we literally went around the entire like, no, 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 not that one. We went around the horn <laughs> and played yeah. every Sabbath tune for like <laughs> yeah. and finally Dave down, 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 do 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 down, Right, and then everybody jumped in, and we're like, "Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, let's do that one." Just it had to be someone else's idea, I guess. You know what I mean? There's a theme here, Dave. There's a theme. There we go. What? Go ahead. i learned sometimes plant the seed, step back, let it germinate and grow. You know what I mean? So, the most important thing was, is I think that was definitely the right track. Cause you know, Megadeth where it's funny when we first formed Megadeth, I remember our riffs cause we were not a speed metal band Our a lot of stuff was a lot slower. And a lot of these early riffs were these, they felt very Sabbath. Like I played bass thinking almost like God, I'm like Geezer Butler. I mean, this is so cool, you know? And then a fan letter wrote us a, a fan wrote us a letter to Dave and said, dude, I hope your new shit's faster than Metallica. And that just became <laughs> <to>, a <laughs> speed metal band overnight. You know what I mean? Awesome. And, you know, cool. but, uh, But it's funny how, yeah, when, Bob, when you asked us to do that. And funny because Sabbath was, you know, they were, their popularity is not at all what it is now. They were just, in fact, that record kind of, I think, really shown the spotlight that all of us our age, whether you're kind of Faith No More or Megadeth, you know, all of us our age, we were showed, like, we really held Sabbath in high regard. And obviously Ozzy hadn't come back yet. You know what I mean? So they were in this kind of, really strange you know kind of period that their catalog it just didn't have the the spotlight on it and i think that record you know really it it really kind of set the course for for you know everything we know today mm-hmm.
1: well we've we, talked uh, about it let's go ahead and play it uh megadeth
2: Bob Fick. megadeth well, parallel go ahead just just one more just one more, a couple more notes on this it's just a kind of a funny story when i when uh, dave delivered the record you know to me um it had a little piece on the end then he says oh that's a little piece on the end we just just, just edited it out and i it was it, it's it's basically nick running away with just you know just into the groove <laughs> oh, and just pounding that's away awesome. <laughs> it just keeps
3: going yeah yeah. our drummer nick menza who just passed away um ironically a couple of months ago um yeah he we we're, we were brought in the tune I mean, literally the all of us in the room, you know, Nick's out in the drum room and the three of us and Max were in the control room ripping it down and, and I could tell there's one spot you can hear where he flipped the beat. All of a sudden we're in a verse, <laughs> he's on a ride symbol like you would use in the chorus, and I'm going, uh oh. Sure enough, we stop, da-da-da. And he picks up as if ready to roll into another verse. God I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we turn on the mic like Nick. Next, <laughs> <Have> fun. <laughs> stops and he stops. and goes, "Fuck me, running!" And he throws. So yeah, it, hey, this one, this one's for Nick Menza. Love this you, one, Nick. Man. Yeah, great drummer too. Great person. <laughs>
1: I hate to cut it. I hate to cut it. But we're know, going be here totally for like, no, here for like three hours, you know, doing the show. I love it. though, man, I love it. And uh, Alon, I'm going to go to you.
0: Man, great cover. I I'd never heard you guys do that. That That is definitely going to go in my rotation. I like, I always love hearing new versions with a new beat and new groove of an old classic track. Man, that's always a, something I always look for to keep it fresh.
1: Well, David, we're going to let you play Strip Club DJ right now. If you were a uh, DJ, David, we're going to put you in the strip club right now, and you're going to pick a song. What would you pick?
3: Well, you. Uh, is, it was very kind of you, by the way. You know, I started this record label, EMP Label Group, and largely to you know put some some records out for um, a handful of artists, and actually a new artist that we have called Another Lost Year. You know, I was just th- I was thinking about some modern music today. Um, again, kind of to get my mind moving forward. Um so uh, new artists that we have in fact actually just got the email. This is my um we got about a dozen releases coming out on my on my label, and this is our first one that we actually have a billboard chart position today, we just found out. Very so, good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so thank you. So that's kind of a nice, you know, nice attaboy for a label, which is cool. Um, but this is a terrific group um out of the US, out of the Carolinas called Another Lost Year and a track that they have called Wolves, which is you know which is uh a single of there, so yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me roll it out for you and uh, play it and see what get your feedback on.
1: It. Cool strip club industry. Here we go. When I listen to a song like that the first thing I'm thinking about is I'm on the I'm on the light board all over it man. I my light shows going crazy. Strobes are going crazy. Shooting fog up between girls legs and stuff. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I can't wait to play that one in, yeah, in the all. club. That that's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh
2: Bob? Awesome. Absolutely awesome, man. That's a total strip club song. Great pick, great pick. <laughs> Band sounds great. I got to find out when they're playing New York. got to check them out
1: cool. for sure. Alon, you were air drumming through this whole um, thing. Hey, you know, great great track. Uh,
0: the vocals remind me of uh, Draymond a little bit from uh, I was thinking Sturb. the same thing, man. Got I was thinking the same vibe. thing. Yeah, yeah, and I love the hook, and it's, but it had a great melody and hook, and that's a big thing uh, with newer metal that I always look for is hopefully it has a hook and a sing-along vibe, and that definitely does. I I'll definitely be playing that.
1: Cool. Well, looks like uh, we'll get three of us. Love it. We'll get it out there to the whole world and uh, let them hear it. Uh, Let's see. It's uh, back to my pick already. I'm going to completely switch gears here. I'm completely switching gears. I'm putting a country song on. Uh, I have not heard much good country come out. Lately for the strip club feel And Stacey Wiggins told me about this one Who's uh, one of our DJs up in uh, Cleveland up at Christie's in, uh, At Brunswick a little south of Cleveland uh, He told me about this when I listened to it I fell in love with a Jason Aldean Lights come on It dawn, Monday morning, coffee, strong horn, everything It got into a paycheck Friday night Your power stroke, diesel backhoe riding, king of bears, 18 wheeler driving living life in between the lines of clocking in quitting time but Then
4: the six string circus comes to town, we hang them speakers over the crowd Well I Home at
1: night. Well, come on, a Jason Dean, it's Lights Come On. I think I, I said that wrong in the intro going into it. Uh, David, do you like country at all?
3: You know, um, I grew up on a farm in Minnesota, so I grew up with old Boom chick country all around. You know (laughs) know what I mean? Staller Brothers, you know. Olivia Newton John was cutting edge, you know. Mm. (laughs) So, I mean, I've been around it. And then, um, you know, it's funny, though. I, you know, I moved to Phoenix in 1993, and, you know, a couple of big Phoenix stations out there that, as I understand, Buck Owens uh, owned or his family owns uh, KNIX, a couple of the big tastemaker country stations that are, you know, um, in, the, in the same way KUPD was big for the active rock market. So these these are That's big kind of uh, country stations and a lot of big country shows come through out there. Um, so I would listen to it. And, you know, before we went Megadeth, we made a couple records in Nashville. Um, in uh, We made the Cryptic Writings record there, Trust, that opening track that we played mm-hmm. today. Um, <clears throat> and then, and, you know, we've made a few records there since. But, uh, you know, I started listening to it. And I really, you know, I realized, you know, it, it's it's basically rock and roll with a cowboy hat. You know, and now yeah. there's not even a cowboy hat. I think <laughs> you know, yeah. I think Jason might wear a cowboy hat. I think he just won Artist of the Year or something at a recent show yeah, and so. you know award show. And there's there, I I I mean I get it. You know, I think I think uh, well, there's two things. First of all, in that particular song, I think you know that's the you know the total strip club group that would probably still work well back in Minnesota where the farmers want to go in and have a beer and take a peek at a girl. You know, mm-hmm. um, at the same time. The you know, the the, the the housewife who, you know, has since moved on from her Deaf Leopard records and is now <laughs> conservative and listens to country music, right? Would probably, you know, maybe do a little secret bedroom pole dancing to that tune. So probably <laughs> a multitude of purposes there.
1: Very cool.
2: Bob of your opinion on that. I, I love the song. Actually I just saw Jason play um a couple of weeks ago here in New York, uh, over at Jones Beach. Um working with the band, the opening band, um, uh, what do you call it, Thousand Horses, which, David, you, it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, Doc McGee and, you know, famous manager that did uh, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Kiss, all these major everybody. arena, yeah, major, he's heavily into country these days as well. And he's yeah. got this killer band, Thousand Horses, who actually, I've got to get some of their music for you guys because it's, it's kind of in there. But, yeah, it's like you see these girls out there in the Jason Aldean concert, and mm. they look like they're primed for the stripper pole, <laughs> <ball>, you know? they <laughs> <laughs> they got the got them Daisy Dukes on, and they got those little halter tops, and they're going "Yeehaw, baby. So yeah. God, bless it.
3: God bless it. Yeah, I don't want to hear about how rock and roll leads you down the roads of Temptation. <laughs> I know, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> country music, damn it.
3: Yeah, yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. Let's, it's, let's put it. Temptation you know, just
2: does fine on its own. It doesn't need anything to sit down. It's, it's like,
3: Temptation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Good old boy music, right? Alan Fong, does country work for you up in
0: Columbus? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I tell my girls all the time. I wish I could get more of them to play country because that prime demographic now. I know a lot of my. I'm 46, and uh, I grew up, you know, on Megadeth and Guns and Motley and Van Halen and all that stuff. So do my buddies. But oftentimes, new metal is too heavy for most of my buddies. So a large number of my metalhead friends have gone to country. They're mm-hmm. huge country fans. I, I, mean, I just think it's okay because the twang just stops me for the most part i don't mind it i don't dislike it but it's not something i'd buy i can listen to it and enjoy it i just wouldn't buy it probably but um yeah man no it's definitely something i would play in the club and i know i already know i've uh, I'm, I'm growing a group of girls that like listening to country and it always is a nice change of pace and
1: works very well in the club so that'll
0: definitely be on the list
1: and while i got you on here go ahead and pick your next uh, your next song
0: alright next one great track uh, Richie Canizo from New York City reminded me of this he was playing a party in the Hamptons and streaming live and I'm like what is this track and he told me I'm like, oh yeah I have it I just haven't played it yet it's called This Girl by the Kungs with "Cookin' on three burners but the song is called This Girl okay so let's check it out oh that's a phone
1: song I wish I had more girls that would dance to something like this. Uh, my market's a little different from yours, but uh, but personally, I, I like the track, Bob.
2: Uh, I love this type of sound. I mean, this just brings me back to my youth, back in the '60s. A very, a very. Um Retro kind of vibe, kind of a burp uh Dion yeah. Warwick kind of the thing. You know, walk on by is kind of what reminds me of that. And yeah. especially that, that like reverb trumpet. And yeah, isn't that great like sound? A, that guitar, <laughs> I love those sounds. Those are like a, very retro, but yeah. I, again, it's it's great that you could play something like this in your clubs. I would love to be in a club that would be able to play this as well. It just it seems like it'd be a it'd be a little bit more like Danny says, a little bit more a challenge. But I. I love that song. That was great. Mm-hmm.
1: David Ellison from Megadeth. What do you think?
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think we're probably all roughly the same age. So growing up, I remember, you know, back in the farm, listening to that kind of Motown stuff, you know, uh, Burt Bacharach, boy, there's a yeah. name, you know, I love Burt Bacharach. This is a kid that resonated well, mm-hmm.
4: with, uh, <laughs>
3: my young, innocent soul, you know, and, um, you know, it's funny that whole kind of retro Motown sound is it, it never goes out of style, you know, and it and the way the production of that is, is, you know, it's it's it it has the it's like the distorted vocals and, yeah. uh, you know, every, you know, kind of just it's, you know. From the limitations of the production and everything, but they, it's amazing how you can make records that that are total period pieces, even if you made them yesterday. You know, you can yeah, go right. back. And, right. So right. it's just no, it's, it's cool. Again, I don't. I can see girls dancing to it. To me, it reminds me a little more, maybe American Bandstand. Than strip- <laughs> um, well, what man, do I know?
1: <laughs> I, I love your insight. I absolutely yeah, sure. love your insight here, man. Jay, genius. Uh, Bob, why don't you pick one here, one that's uh, on your StripJointsMusic.com. By the way, real quick, uh, regular uh, Strip Club DJs, if you're not a member of Bob's service, StripJointsMusic.com, sign up. Okay, Bob, Absolutely. introduce us to this song.
2: Well, this one comes from uh, our Def Jam friend. So this is the, the first song, I think, where we're getting out of the, the rock and pop groove here and into the more urban side of things. Um, it's a song by, uh, by Lil Dirk. Uh, it features Tide dollar sign. Um and I don't know if you, I'm sure you a lot of you uh, most of the DJs out there, especially ones that are, that are playing urban music uh, are familiar with uh, with little with little dirk he's done a bunch of stuff with the French Montana and young thug and and other stuff with, with Ty dollar so it's uh this is off his uh, new records coming out on July 22nd um, the album's called 2x and this track is she just wanna and it's available at stripjointsmusic.com you got it right now count on what a boss, I hope she's worth it oh yeah, oh yeah, she just wanna count on
4: what a boss, she know where I'm from, she wanna wrap it now she just wanna count on what a boss, I She
2: She worth it I hope she worth it, I ain't wasting time, just the (laughs) truth I ain't got time for lies, no 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 no, she just wanna She just
4: wanna love a dog I can't lie Sorry I'm in love with money She just wanna She just wanna love a dog But I can't lie
1: Baby, I'm in love with money. I do not fuck with no basic hoes. Talk about bands, I play with those. I got em, I got em, I got em, I got em. I'm Lil Durk and I chase a hoes. Bougie bitches my favorite hoes. Louis Ugg for my stable hoes. All dick for unable hoes. Sip and with my maple hoes. Montclair for the winter. made for the denim. The the I these trucks, I spend. Now you mad Vic Mensa. Yes. Ain't nobody perfect. Bring a horn to my
2: mama, no. Ain't nobody worth it. I am who they worship you ain't better than my worship and i like the way she working
1: i do like that song i do like that song uh, and the cool thing is it's 136 beats per minute so it's one of those songs that could have several remixes uh, you could get you know a house deep house etc so uh yeah i do like it and uh, i'm gonna go to alan on that one
0: yeah i, I definitely like it. i like the trap elements to it it gives it enough. It's- uh, I know it says 136 beats per minute but it feels it's halftime. more half time yeah. right but there's enough dynamics that it still has the energy which I really dig and the the, the vocals sound cool and I could definitely the, for for hip hop it's definitely one of the tracks I think I could play at my club for sure
3: mm, very cool David well I quit smoking pot so I can't <laughs> stand it <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Not my not my bag, baby. Uh, yep. You know what?
1: Yeah, there we go. We appreciate your honesty. We do, man. We do. Oh, um. Actually, David, we're gonna make you a DJ again. You want to pick another one?
3: All right. Cool. All right. Um. This is another uh, record that I'm putting out, and so thank you for giving it uh, a chance here. And uh, um, scum love out of Hollywood is just that scummy love. <laughs> love on the scum. And um this his whole record is uh it's all about just kinda nasty, you know, misogynistic uh <laughs> just <laughs> all bad stuff about freaking sex and heavy metal. I mean to me it, again, it kinda has a Rob Zombie-ish, you know, genre. It's definitely good storytelling. Um, it's it's dirty. It's nasty. It's sexist. It's sexy, and the song's <laughs> called "Devil Starlings." Let's give it a spin.
1: I'm going to start with you because I'm going to start my, my conversation by saying, can you just picture Lacey Rain tearing that song up yeah, on a sure, stage? Man.
0: Great track. Hey, uh, what I was doing, you guys could see me for that. You got to have the bass strung way down low and play that bass line down low, right? <laughs> kind of like Nikki Six, right? Way low. Uh, and the vocalist actually threw me off. I like it. He sounded like Perry Farrell a little bit from Jane's Addiction. Uh, but no, I dig it, man. That, totally Rob Zombie vibe, like you said. Definitely a strip club song for sure. I'm excited I'm excited about live music I'm discovering today.)
2: <laughs> uh, Bob Ge party. I'm right there with Elan. This is like, this is perfect strip club yeah. music without a doubt. man this is like right like David said, right in the Rob Zombie Groove. we've got to get this in the hand of Rob Zombie. these guys yeah. should be opening up for him without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool, very cool. Well. another one, man, you're, you're being a very successful strip club DJ here.: at a
3: thousand <laughs> <at> a thousand.: <laughs> For guys who have been to a strip club in a while, you know what the hell? All yeah, right. DJ yeah. Ellison.
1: <laughs> oh is it back to me already Did wow uh, back to me you know last month on off the charts I, I featured a song by cheat codes it was called sex which was a uh kind of a uh, pseudo cover whatever you want to call it of let's talk about sexy old salt and pepper song uh they've got a new one i just found uh yesterday this is cheat codes and dante klein it's Let Me Hold You, and this one is a little spin off of the old uh, Kevin Lytle, Kevin Lytle, uh, Turn Me On. So, see what you guys think of this. <laughs> And Dante Klein, uh, let me hold you. That is the Kid Cut Up Club Mix. I'm going to start with Bob Chia Party. I
2: thought that was a cool song. I mean, I, I definitely dug that. I mean, it's, it seems like something that the, the girls in particular will, will be able to just wrap themselves around. I mean, it's, it definitely sounds like a chick song that, uh, that, like I said, they could really get behind.
1: Be curious, David. Curious of your opinion on this one.
3: That's the private lap dance room song. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a great Ding, 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 ding. No, it's not for the runway. It's <laughs>
1: right. hmm Alon, you remember the original. You've oh, been DJing course, in the yeah. strip clubs for a while.
3: I still play
0: the original as well, uh, the Kevin Lytle song. But no, no, I dig that, and it had that uh, tropical house uh,
1: kind of vibe to it. Okay, and Alon, you got a song that we've actually has charted before, but you've got a, a remix of it, so go ahead and introduce Yeah, so
0: the original, this is uh, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by Mike Posner. Now, the original remix that everyone was playing was a CB remix, and it runs around 105 beats per minute, I believe. This one is definitely more high energy. It's about 128 beats per, 126 beats per minute. Mr. Gray himself, fellow panda down from in Miami, spins at 11. Great guy, does some great remixes. Uh, this is his, ver- his remix of it. Great, tr- great, upbeat track.
4: a sports car just to prove I'm a real big fella cause I made a million dollars and I spent it on girls and she But you don't wanna be high like me Never really know why like me You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster and fall alone and You don't wanna ride like the bus like this you Never know who to trust like this You don't wanna be stuck up on that station Stuck up on that station Oh, I know a sad soul Sad soul Falling old
1: you can tell he spins at 11 down in miami that is (laughs) definitely a miami sounding remix right there i don't know if i could get away with it up in in dayton uh i i kind of i think they would lean toward the uh, cb remix where i'm at uh, but I like it, and if I went to Miami, I'd love to hear it in a club. and I'm gonna go to Bob Chia Party.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a real summer remix for me. I mean, like, it seems like something to just go over, particularly now, this time of year, almost anywhere in the country. Um, but like you said, definitely a Miami mix. I, 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 I dug it. I thought it was great. You know, that was a good good call, huh?
3: Uh, David. You. Yeah, you know what? It's it's young. Um, it's got a lyric that's that to me. To me, it's kind of more like a burlesque track. You know, because it's uh, you know, some girls when they dance, they they put together you know a show and a theme, and you know it isn't it's it's you know so, some aren't, but some are. You know, costumes and you know what I mean. That's kind of what it 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 kind of it had more of kind of a a girl who would want to come out and do maybe a little more of a of a maybe role play or mm. something. You mm. know, um, mm. which is always kind of. You know, for professional dancers, you know, those who are maybe more than just picking up a buck or two, you know, mm, a yeah. job, a <laughs> job, in between actressing, you know, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The girls I used to hang with in L.A. back in the day, I'm just this, <laughs> next movie role, you know, kind of thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there were some who. You know, had a had a pretty creative, um, you know, kind of you know theatrical thing to some of their their work that they did, and it was, I always appreciated it. I thought it was cool, very cool,
1: love it. Uh, we only got, got a couple songs left,
2: Bob.
3: How about a pick from you?
2: Uh, this one is uh, again another band I think the DJs all know and love. Uh, it's uh, it's on our uh, Strip Joints program as well, so you could pick it up real real easy just by going to StripJointsMusic.com. But it's uh, from Dirty Head and uh, they're, uh, they got their new record coming out July 15th and this is the song that they're focused on um, they're, right now they're on tour with Sublime mm. so uh, they got, the band's got a lot of stuff going on and this, this track's called That's All I Need and it's available on stripjointsmusic.com thank you Danny
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> got a little bit of a quiet beginning there's my ride. You're not getting pulled That's over. There's my <laughs> ride,
2: yeah.
0: Here comes music to set your soul on fire.
1: Oh! <laughs> yeah, every crack in the vinyl takes me back in a time where my Catalina idol spent my last buck on the title of my first car, my first love, where I got my first rub, where we did our first drugs. <coughs> And the bikers and the bottles that I grew up with. Tryna steal up my sapatos, now they give me shit. But never being home for parties and the weekend trips. Well, fuck it, then, I'm coming over, man, i be that quick. You keep telling me to make it, yeah. To the spot where we would stay lit. Uh,
4: and finished bottles never wasted, yeah. Cause that's where I'm from. I'm feeling like old school mixtape, that's all I need. I'm killing that low ride day that's all i need everybody saying there ain't no place i'd rather be
1: i'm talking about right here right now you know, we have referenced uh, something called a Fong song throughout the show. And for those of you who aren't regular listeners, you're not sure what a Fong song. Alon Fong from Cahoots in Columbus. He's got a unique style of music that he absolutely loves. Uh, it's kind of that throwback style. Uh, and and every time we hear a song like this, we always say, that's a Fong song. So I got to go to you, Alon, first. Did I pick that right? Is that a Fong song?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Got that reggae vibe. Got, you know, it's happiness. It's it's a happy, fun vibe. Uh totally dig it. I had to ask a question, though, Bob. I thought – this is where I got my information wrong. I always thought that Dirty Heads was what Sublime became once the original singer passed away. But I guess there's there's two separate entities. I didn't know that.
2: Uh, you know what? That's a good question, man. i got to be honest with you. I'm not versed enough in it. I'm really okay. not.
0: Okay, okay, okay. But know, no, t- totally Sublime vibe, that reggae ska a little bit happiness party, I mean, you know, after, Su- after sublime,
2: after the, you know, again, with the tragic death and all that, the, the, uh, they became long beach all stars.
0: Oh, that's maybe that's what they became. That's okay, maybe okay, what I've
2: you're thinking there. about. And they actually, they played and and Dave knows, uh, our good old foundations forum, our, <laughs> our convention that we, uh, I did for like 10 years out in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And, uh, the last year that I did it, we, uh, I, I changed up the whole format. I mean, what we used to do is uh, we used to have uh, the shows all over the – we used to have all the shows in the hotel. I used to try to keep everything contained. I didn't want anybody out there getting drunk and getting into a car accident or like mm-hmm. that. So we did everything. We had a two-stage with the grand ballroom and a, and a big hotel, big airport hotel, and we used to do two-stage. But this last two years and last year in 97, we, uh, we rented out all the clubs, every club in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. And there was a brand-new club, which used to be the old Gazares, Dave. Okay. They, they, yeah. turned it in, they turned it into Billboard Live. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the, remember the, that. The, the club was not even a week old, and we, we had rented it. And, uh, and Long Beach All-Stars played and trashed
4: the dressing <laughs> room. Oops.
1: Mm. <laughs> trashed
2: their dressing room.
1: No brown but, M&M's. There you go. That's uh... that never happens, right, David? <laughs> <laughs> any ri- yeah, hey, Dave,
0: any, riders, any rider? Any riders? Any rider clauses we need to know about from Megadeth?
3: No, let me think. I'm trying to think about rider clauses. Uh, no, you know we. <laughs> you know, for as big of a band as we are, we have the smallest rider of anybody. I mean, we are yes. like so. And it's not even that we're just frugal. It's just. Uh, there's just nothing there. I walk in some days, I go, really potato chips and, and coffee again. That's it. You know, (laughs) uh, we're, we're pretty lean, you know, I think we finally put on there for guests, you know, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, David,
1: we got one song left. We're going to let you pick it.
3: Sure. Sure. Um, let me see here. Uh, again, another group I'm putting out through, through the label. And, um, um, uh, first of all, the the track Morphine Queen, you know, to me, just kind of, you know, summed up more than a few strippers that I knew. Sadly. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> kind of sadly, maybe tragically. Um, but this is from a group called Even the Dead Love a Parade. And um, so, you know, just one of those bands that the name catches my ear, the song title catches my ear. And then when I heard the track, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I like this. I, I threw this one threw this one in the mix. We've got a good variety of stuff. So um, check it out. Let me know what you think.
1: This song, what I love about it is, this is one of the songs. You know, we all have those general managers that hate too hard of rock. That whenever the vocals start screaming, they start working their way up to the DJ booth. But this, I mean, it starts the screaming thing where you can see it's going to wake up the general manager and he's starting to think. But right <laughs> when he's getting ready to call you, it simmers back down. So the timing is perfect <laughs> on the screaming. Just before the general manager starts walking his way, it kind of mellows down a little bit. That that was the first thing I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> if it's going to scream. Much longer the general manager is going to be up yeah. here. Ah, good. They toned it down. I really, really, really like that track, Bob Chia Party.
2: Yeah, I really dug that too. That was a good one. I really like that. That that's again, it's a it's a perfect strip song, strip club song. I mean, it just I can just see a girl with one hand on a pole, just kind of lazily going around that. You know, it's like it's uh, it's a great.
1: Alan, would you uh, agree with me on the general manager comment?
2: Yeah,
0: man. That, that, I <laughs> Like right before the screamo part, that little harmony, you heard me point at my head. i like, oh, nice. Someone's throwing a harmony in music again. It's a beautiful thing in rock. And then he hit the screamo. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but, but then it went back. To, so, I mean, yeah, it's one of those for me in my club. I, I don't know if I can get away with it. Only because of that one sort of pre-chorus where he's rah. Um, that's hard for me to get away with the mind club. We're definitely a more mainstream club. But, like, I love the fact that they threw a little – two part harmony right before it and and the groove is cool so i mean i could pro- i might be able to get away with it but i'd have to find a spot to slip it in type thing although personally i really like the song if that helps but for the business side of things because of the scream i know i i'm going to get that look from my gm and mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it might even if affect my club. If you play
3: crowd. Pantera Walk in your club, then I figured you could play that. Yeah. Way. But, yeah. but and, you and I agree, the one difference is everybody
0: it. knows walk. walk. That, yeah. you know, it's recognizability. Yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, that's the big thing. You know, thing.
3: it's funny. There's actually a strip club in, in Scottsdale. I just happened to drive by it on the way to the post office, ironically. and I had look over, and there's this club that had been there for years, and now it's actually called, like, Rock and Roll Strip Club or Heavy Metal exactly, Strip Club. Exactly, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, you guys probably know it. Um, yep. you know, but anyway, so it's, it's – uh, you know, that, that that that's, it's funny, I think of those kind of places, you know, and again, mm-hmm. all my heavy metal buddies who, I get a couple of them that, you know, big me- metal fans turned into, you know, DJs over the years and stuff, so it's, uh, but yeah, this is great, guys, it was cool hearing, uh, hearing a different, you know, it's actually, quite honestly, hearing a good set list of music, strip club or not, mm-hmm. it was to be introduced to some new music, you know, I, I play, you know the same 18 to 20 songs every night, five nights a week. So sometimes it's a bit of a stretch for me to even hear new music, um, you know, especially when I'm over in this. Uh, in fact, sometimes at the festivals, you know, I hear, you know, new groups. And But chances are, if you're out here on tour, you are you know, we've probably, you know, you kind of, your stuff's been out there for a bit. So thank I appreciate you guys inviting me in and, and actually getting me to hear some some new, some new songs. Thanks.
1: Well, is, is there a, a
3: website for your label of all the music that you've got yeah. coming out? Tell yep. us about the website. Sure. Yep. emplabelgroup.com, dot com. Um, and uh, it was EMP basically stands for Ellison Music Production. Um, okay. I wanted to call it Label Group as I learned years ago from EMI and you know some of these uh, labels. You know that rather than just sort of determining it as a sort of metal label, I wanted it to be broad enough that I could have. Well, you heard some of the variety, and most of these things are pretty heavy today. But another last year is a pretty mainstream group, and then also Scum Love, and so I've got EMP Underground, EMP. Um, I actually just purchased uh, a brand that I'll announce probably in a couple of months. So, but anyway, the idea of being, I can have different. You know, I could I could have a Christian label, a country label, a metal label. I could kind of do it all under the EMP hmm. label group. EDM label. Yeah, ED, actually, yeah, my daughter. Your daughter said, could be the a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put her to work. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that. I think with labels, you know, it's important to be wide enough to be able to offer a lot of different stuff. And I like a lot of different kinds of music, you know. So I think for me to, you know, in this day and age, lots of times to have a, have a label that is, allows artists to at least have an on-ramp to get in the game. I know as, a, as an artist, until you have a label... Even if you created the masters and the artwork and you did all the work and paid for it, but until you technically have a label, you're still kind of a, you're just kind of doing it on your own. You know, mm-hmm. a label gives you an credibility to say to call an agent and say, "Hey, I have a label. Can I get on a tour?" And you know, it all just kind of feeds itself. And and um, it's an entrepreneurial business these days. So yeah, emplabelgroup.com dot com is the uh, website for all the
1: very cool. Well, David Ellison from Megadeth, I want to tell you, you're amazing guest, man. You've got you brought us some really good insight. And the music, I enjoyed everything you had to say, I enjoyed our conversation. Um, any final thoughts from uh, Bob Chia Party first?
2: No, I just want to say thanks today for joining us, and thanks to you guys, as always, for having me on the show. It's always fun, always fun and always a learning experience. And uh, and again, I'm looking forward to next month. There you go, on Fong, final thoughts.
0: Yeah, just uh, a couple things. I still have family in Phoenix, I'm there every year, so I'll have to look you up or something if you're in town then. But also, I just wanted to uh, say condolences to you guys in the band i knew nick i lost touch with him in about 2002 so i was very sad to hear of his passing nick was a great guy and he he showed me around phoenix i just moved to phoenix in 94 when i when i met you guys at uh, tiffany's then tiffany's cabaret down in phoenix but uh, uh a great guy sweetheart of a guy great musician and you guys were always very gracious we actually got to go down to the studio down in the barrio you remember the little studio you guys yeah, had yeah, yeah. it was in the barrio with like yeah so uh yeah uh, Great time, great memories for me personally. So Megadeth always has a special place in my heart. So thank you for coming on the show, and uh, you're a great guest. And, Bob, thanks for getting him on as well. You thanks, you guys. Thanks.
1: David, thanks, man. You guys have been listening to Panda Off the Charts for July 2016. Panda Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Our website, pandamembers.org, which is where you can hear all of our shows, along with panda pandaradio.org, radio.xxx. Radio iTunes, Stitcher, Hipcast, we're everywhere, man. Thanks again. You guys have a safe trip, a uh, safe day.